Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Gig'em 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Hattersley. Lucky to be joined today by David Johnson from Inside the Rebels to give us a look inside Ole Miss. David, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Ole Miss obviously got off to a 7-0 start to the year and and had their first hiccup this past weekend against against LSU. What were some of the primary issues that, that kind of Popped up in that game um, as 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 Ole Miss head on went on the road. Yeah, really and truly. I mean, that was a game in which LSU kind of dominated both sides of one scrimmage, and uh, you know, Quinshawn Judkins, Ole Miss's true freshman running back. Yes, he ran for 111 yards on the day, which was was quite the feat. But as a team, Ole Miss only ran for 116 yards, and Really and truly, when you take uh, the run game away and that element of the RPO, the play action away, it kind of limits you to, to, to the big play capability you have down the field. And I think that's kind of what Ole Miss ran into Saturday at LSU. Their offense is very much predicated on the run. And if that part of the game is not there, it's going to be trouble. And really... It was kind of the first team Ole Miss has played the whole year, believe it or not, that was kind of able to do that to them. Um, heading on the road, obviously penalties seem to be kind of an issue as well. Given that they're heading to, to College Station next, has there been a talk about kind of some of the issues that cropped up there and, and what, what do you feel like kind of needs to change heading into this game on that front? You know, I think part of that is environment because, you know, you're playing in, in front of 100,000 people inside of uh, Death Valley down at LSU. And it's going to be much of the same kind of atmosphere Saturday night in College Station. Um, you know, and that, that's just part of playing on the road in the SEC. Uh, Ole Miss had really not had to do that. Again, throughout their first seven games, you know, road trip to Georgia Tech, a road trip to Vanderbilt, but you really can't compare those kind of environments to what you get at Baton Rouge and what you're going to get at College Station Saturday night. And I think that had a lot lot to do with the penalties. Um, Looking at Jackson Dart, obviously, there was a quarterback competition that that lasted into the season as well. What's allowed him to kind of take that that job and and run with it a little bit? Yeah, you know, again, I mean, not to keep harping on it, but I think, you know, the first seven games in Ole Miss's schedule, and, and these schedules are made out years in advance. Uh, obviously, they didn't know this was going to be a down year for Auburn or Georgia Tech or, you know, Kentucky was going to kind of be a run-of-the-mill SEC team when this thing was released. And 
for Ole Miss, you know, you look at the back half of the schedule, and it's five games in a row, you know, at LSU, at A&M, home against Alabama, at Arkansas, home against Mississippi State. You know, that, that's kind of where the rubber hits the road. And the season's going to get tougher. Dart has done a good job of growing. Uh, I, I think he, he's certainly advancing into the job. But unfortunately for, for him and Ole Miss, it's only going to get tougher each and every week down the stretch. So, you know, it is what it is. And uh, you've got what you got. So uh, hopefully, you know, Jackson will keep on growing and progressing. Uh, you know, I think Jackson Dart is probably, you know, a year away, probably next season before he reaches his full potential as a college quarterback. He's got a great arm. He's got all the talent in the world. But he's 19 years old, and, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of some of the things you deal with when you're playing with a young signal caller. Yeah. Defensively, what... What have been some of the key differences if you noticed? Obviously, DJ Durkin is down in, in College Station now. What have been some of the key differences you've noticed on on that side of the ball so far this year? Yeah, you know, Ole Miss kind of retooled their defense. They lost a lot of personnel. And, um, you know, Chris Partridge has kind of been married to this three-man defensive line. And, um, you know, whereas DJ was a little bit more multiple, I think, on things. But uh, that's the primary difference, that, and the fact that uh, – you know, Sam Williams is now playing for the Dallas Cowboys, so Ole Miss doesn't have him. Yeah, and obviously Ole Miss had to replace a lot of guys in the in the this this past offseason and, and really used the transfer portal to do that. What do you feel like's kind of been the success or kind of being the key to, to bringing this group together? Um, you know, obviously bringing a lot of kids from different places. Yeah, you know, I, I really, it, it, it's hard for me to, to comment on because, yeah. you know, I'm not inside that locker room and, and, and I don't know the relationships between those kids. Um, you know, you would think when uh, you bring in that many new kids and you have that many veterans coming back that, you know, some of the guys at certain positions might be like, oh, they're recruiting over the top of me here. Um, but, you know, generally the cream rises to the crop. I think that's, you know, kind of what you've seen. Uh some of these transfers have worked out swimmingly. Great. Some of them have not. Yeah. Um, you, you know, but I don't know if there's that big of a difference in bringing in the transfers versus bringing in a freshman class, so to speak. It's just kind of part of the college game. Yeah, and Zach Evans is the guy, obviously, folks in Texas know very well. Um, what's it been like kind of assimilating him into that offense? Obviously, a dynamic playmaker what how is he fit into that that Ole Miss offense yeah well of course Zach has been injured lately I uh, dressed for the LSU game but they never put him in the game so his status uh, right now I would say is questionable as far as whether or not he's going to go Saturday night in College Station but uh, you know really and truly uh, you know the I guess the shock of Evans dealing with a a, 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 a knee-slash-hamstring injury has been absorbed by the true freshman, Quinshawn Judkins, who has, you know, leads the nation amongst freshmen in rushing yardage and I think rushing touchdowns. Uh, you know, this kid has been incredible. And uh, he was a, a three-star recruit out of Pike Road, Alabama. Alabama and Auburn both uh, kind of snubbed their nose at him. And he's coming here, and he's really made a difference in the Ole Miss backfield. Now, he's better, and the entire Ole Miss offense is better 
when they've got Judkins and Evans back there running because, uh, as Lane Kiffin alluded to earlier this week, Judkins played over 70 offensive snaps at LSU. Uh, so, you know, right now, you know, you, you look around and you go, okay, who's his backup? Who's the guy that can, can share the load with him? And that guy's not there. Uh, if Zach Evans is able and ready to go Saturday night, I think the Ole Miss offense will hum pretty good. Uh, so that, that'll be something to pay attention to in pregame. It'll be pregame before we get an answer. Doubt and um, you know obviously there's questions at the quarterback spot for for A and M. How is Ole Miss kind of handling that this week? Um, whether it's you know Connor Wigman or Haynes King, and 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 do you think the the way they attack A and M changes it all? You know I, I don't know that it does because it's kind of cha- hard to change your offense uh, just around one guy in, in, in the middle of a yeah. season, um, but. You know, I, I, I think they're preparing for both of them. There's not a lot of film on Wigman, obviously, but, um, you know, I, I think they prepare to play both. I mean, you have to, and, uh, you know, whoever plays, plays, I suppose. Uh, you know, over on this side of things, we're, we're kind of here, and it's going to be Wigman's game, but, yeah. you know, maybe it, maybe it is Saints' game. We'll see. And, you know, with, with, uh, with Texas A&M this week, um, and Alabama coming up. You mentioned kind of, you know, in Alabama and then Arkansas and Mississippi State. How much are you going to learn about this this Ole Miss team over the next couple of weeks? You mentioned the, you know, the kind of the back loaded part of the schedule. Um, how much? What are some of the big questions you still have about this Ole Miss team? You know, I, I think if you go back to before the season started and you told Ole Miss fans, most Ole Miss fans that on November twelfth. When Alabama comes to Oxford, you're going to have a chance to perhaps win or surge into first place in the SEC West by yourself. They would have said, we'll take it. And Ole Miss is almost there. Obviously, they need to beat Texas A&M Saturday night for that to happen. And then they've got an open date before Alabama comes to Oxford on November 12th. So, you know, I think that was the game that circled in red. The November 12th Alabama game, they know what they've got to do to get there. Of course, Alabama and LSU, I think, are playing November 5th. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if LSU wins that, they control their own destiny at that point. So it may take a little shine off the Ole Miss-Alabama game. But for that game to be shiny in the first place, Ole Miss has to win in College Station Saturday night. That's what they're playing for. I mean, that's everything in a nutshell. They want to get back to Oxford as an 8-1 team with Alabama coming here on, on their field on November 12th with, uh, you know, what could be the SEC West on the line. That's what they're shooting for. And obviously when, you know, with, with, with A&M and Ole Miss, just the way the scheduling worked out with, with the COVID year and all that, it's it's been quite a while since Ole Miss has actually even come to College Station. Um, has there been talk from 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 those around the program about what it's going to be like and what to expect heading into that sort of environment, given given it's been a little time since they, they've come to College Station? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, if you look on the Ole Miss roster, not a lot of guys who will be starting Saturday night have ever played in College Station. Um, you know, uh, it's kind of funny, uh, uh, you know, on the SEC teleconference, someone asked Lane about – you know, okay, your guys just got through playing at Tiger Stadium. Does that help you get ready for, for 
College Station. Of course it does. I yeah. mean, you know, you're, you're, you're playing in front of a crowd that big. Vaughn-Hemingway Stadium in Oxford only holds 64,000 people. Yeah. And, you know, really and truly, those have been the biggest crowds Ole Miss has played in front of this year. And uh, up until last weekend in Baton Rouge. And, you know, you add another 35,000 people to that. Yeah. And the noise difference, the, 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 the amount of fan interest, I mean, it, it, it makes a difference. I mean, if, uh, particularly if you're Jackson Dart out there on the field trying to call signals and, you know, your guys can't hear you. So, you know, you, you've, you're faced with all kind of different things, where whether it's, you know, okay, we got to practice a silent snap count this week. And, and, and again, as you alluded to earlier, those kind of things help generate penalties. And it's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, like you said, Ole Miss was hit with a whole bunch down at LSU. And, uh, you know, Saturday night at, at College Station could, could be more of the same for them. No doubt. It's certainly going to be a fascinating matchup for for A and M. First time at home in in six weeks, which is which is another crazy kind of scheduling quirk. David, thanks so much for for joining us and uh, enjoy the weekend uh, over uh, over in College Station. Thanks, David. Sunday after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. CBS season finale Sunday after the Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.